welcome back to episode 17 of Career Podcasters. Woo! Can't believe it. Here we are, yet again, in the studio, talking like we do, shooting the shit. I can kind of believe it. I can- <laughs> <laughs> we do this every week. Yeah, I can actually <laughs> definitely believe it. It's, uh, it's, it's become pretty routine. Yeah. Yeah, very true. But, it's a nice um, routine, though. It is. It is. Um, I'm not sure if y'all were aware, but mustaches are definitely in right now. Most definitely in. Oh, yeah. They're we're, super cool. This is the Mustache Boys <laughs> pod now. The the MBP. <laughs> mustache Bros pod. That's what, it, that's what our new name is. <laughs> I feel like there is a community that would really like a facial hair, you know, type video. I mean, because like when I get in YouTube rabbit holes sometimes... It, it's weird. I, I'm not admitting this too proudly, but <laughs> I've been really, for some reason, every time I see an ASMR video right now, oh, I just no. have to click on it so and, you... and listen to it. I don't ever really get through the whole thing because about 10 minutes because into Because you finish one... and then you have come on your hands yeah. and you can't fucking... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It charges me in a way that pornography just couldn't do. I, I need the ASMR experience. Oh, insane. But no, like I never get through it because honestly, like I feel really weird. You when feel I get, dirty? Like, to, it's weird because it's not sexual at all. But yeah, I feel super old. At all? I, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. Are there people that like use it as like. <laughs> so for sure. Some yeah. people do. I think some people do it completely not. Like yeah. like everything. It's like furries, right? There's a huge yeah. spectrum. Yeah. It's actually the big thing on Twitch right now. So Twitch is a live video streaming service. And recently, the big trend was hot tub streaming, right? Where mostly girls in bikinis would sit in hot tubs and stream. Hmm. And a lot of people do just chatting streams where they just talk to the chat, right? So this was the same thing, but from a hot tub. Hmm. And they would do things like, you know, donate me $5 and I'll write your name on my shoulder or stuff like that, right? Oh. And it became a thing like, is this, are we getting too close to like, you know, like a porn site? Like, yeah. well, like what's going on here i don't think there's anything wrong with it but i think it should be its own category which is what they did so now there's a hot tub category like surf and play or something like that interesting but then now it's pivoted now to yoga asmr where girls do yoga poses while licking their asmr microphones yeah see that's the thing it's just like the asmr shit gets weird because i i have always been an Mm -hmm. auditory person so I, I understand the triggers. Like when you hear something, mm-hmm, it sends mm-hmm. that tingle down your spine, right? And totally. I don't get any sort of sexual charge from it, but it's cool. Like, cause that's always happened to me when I listen to music that I really like yeah. or hear certain sounds. So once I started realizing that that's what a lot of it was for, I was like, oh, I'm going to click on these. I'm going to see what's up. But then some of them start to get really strange, like really quickly. What, what happened? Just, there's role-playing ones where there's you know they do different types of stuff there was a one where this girl was playing like an eye doctor and she was just like whispering into the microphone and then like they'll do this thing where they repeat what they're saying over and over again different whispers and then do the different like smacks with their with their mouth and then all the hand gestures yeah, around the microphone. the microphone. There's this one dude, I think his name is is Ralphie. He always opens up, he gets really into it. And he's just like moving his hands all around and, and yeah. like 
It is. It feels dirtier than watching porn. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. <laughs> so weird. I just think it's because it's a it's an intimate thing. Yeah. People don't whisper in your ear very often, right? Yeah. So it's a very intimate thing. And some of them are just like pleasurable triggers or good memories. Like some people just like mm-hmm. rip Velcro, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Or like, you know, I guess like the opposite would be like chalk on a chalkboard, right? But it's yeah. like kind of the opposite of that. Just sounds that are pleasurable like satisfying people who used to you know watch like you know those satisfying videos and stuff being cut really nice or like oh yeah, yeah you know yeah, it's yeah. in that same world i think that was my introduction to asmr is i used to get stuck watching those kind of videos on instagram and shit yeah where it's like oh look at this goop being pulled perfectly <laughs> or like factory stuff you know and then it led to asmr which is now huge a lot of people go to sleep listening to it dude it's massive this girl that I was saying, like, the video just got, I had to turn it off, like, 10 minutes through because I started thinking to myself, what the fuck are you doing? What yeah, are yeah. you watching right now? Because she started just saying and doing some weird shit and was role-playing, and I was like, I can't do this. That video had 7 million views. I, I couldn't believe it. This Ralphie guy gets at least 2 mil a video. Um, and that's the thing. There's clearly like a talent grade of, of ASMR I guess, people I guess because so. I found a couple people that are only getting four or five hundred thousand mm-hmm. but when I listen to them they're doing weird triggers that I, I assume work for some people but sounds niche. that wouldn't trigger it for me like scratching like a purse or like a tile sequin yeah thing, that apparently does the tingling thing for totally. some people for me it's always the whispers and that's and that's what really got me thinking this is, I like weird you one? said, I definitely am a weird one, <laughs> for sure. There's no question about it. But then it got me thinking as I was sitting there, we really are finding different ways. Because as you said, how often are people whispering in your ear? It's usually a really either funny experience, like someone is fucking with you. Totally. Or it's a really intimate experience. And we are creating a bunch of ways to just slowly replace human intimacy with these types of videos and stuff like that it's it's very strange it really got me thinking that when i was listening to the whispers i was like i haven't like felt like this since the last time i was like laying in bed next to somebody and they whispered in my ear (laughs) i haven't felt this since i had a girlfriend (laughs) sad lonely but it's true stuff like that that you would just never experience if you didn't have a girlfriend or whoever but i wouldn't say intimate is necessarily sexual that's I didn't mean yeah, and I, and I think that's why it's a good word for it because yeah. it just means something that's like a unique, close experience. That's not this isn't the definition of intimate, but you know, in this term for ASMR, it's just like yeah, something that wouldn't really happen with an average person or on any average day. Yeah, um, and I do think that's what people are starting to create online, especially now that with COVID, people could, could, couldn't go outside and stuff. That's mm-hmm. like huge. People lacked intimacy and interaction mm-hmm. and so they turned to stuff like this that's when i started playing dungeons and dragons because it's yeah. like oh this world sucks i'm gonna go to this world <laughs> and kill the motherfucking dragon dude like that's dope yeah it it just like it feels very strange to me because i don't watch it all the time it was usually you know during peak boredom throughout the day totally. nothing else is going on i'm scrolling random youtube stuff i've already watched my podcast for the day i've already you know yeah, it came played up the video game that's how the internet works they give us shit they do they just random little crumbs of and they're weird good at niche it. things to get into and then it just starts flooding your shit with asmr stuff and i'm like well 
now I have to see this one. Yeah. Now I have to listen to the sounds that Gabby ASMR is making <laughs> as opposed to Ralphie ASMR. I don't know exactly what it is, but it did get me thinking with all these things, these technologies that we've been introduced to, not only with the internet, but things like virtual reality. And it got me thinking yeah. about a couple of Black Mirror episodes where when do we get to the point where we're thinking, well, why do I need other people? I can do get all these sensory things from my phone and my headphones. Yep. I can escape the shitty real world by doing that dope-ass virtual reality headset that you have. That thing is sick. I could spend hours on that thing playing that uh, Beat Saber game. Yeah, Beat Saber is very it's fun. It's so fun. No, it's beat so much fun. It's super fun. It's really cool. I do think it is a novelty. It kind of wears off. Yeah. After a little bit, but some things are really cool and deeply interactive. And you could, there was one day I played for so long and I took it off and I like forgot where I was. <laughs> like I forgot the, I, if you asked me while I was in it, like, where are you right now? I'd be like, I am in Mordor or where the fuck I was, you know, like, <laughs> like this is who yeah. I am now. And like, it's tough because I think off top immediately we're like, oh, this is dangerous. Right. Yeah. But I do think it's, if it's used to it, i think it doesn't have to be i guess what i'm saying okay a lot of these Elaborate. are interactive in a way so mm -hmm. i actually wouldn't say they're anti-social necessarily mm -hmm. something like listening to just asmr might be a little bit because then it's like oh i got my social fix right and i don't need to do more yeah but something like VR is like there's VR chat where you go and you you become an avatar. Yeah. You could pick any avatar. So like you could become Sonic, right? And you walk around as Sonic and there's like 50 other Sonics. Yeah. And you go, hey, Sonic. And they're like, hey, man, what's up? And it's like actually you talking to them. Yeah. But you're just hanging out in this virtual world and you can pick up stuff. And so I think it's for people who might not be comfortable for whatever reason, how they, they look or how they feel. They can go to these other worlds. Mm-hmm. And live out the who they want to be, or just live out a different life that does that for them. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is like the most simple version. It's like role playing stuff. Another big thing on Twitch is like GTA role play servers, mm. where like everyone's a character, or Minecraft role play servers, where mm. like you're a person in this town and you're just your character, and you you're the guy who works at the bar, and that's like what you do, and you just joke around and do these. This whole you live is a completely like different Twitch life. LARPing is this in is this in real life or no? This is so they're playing Minecraft, right? Okay, but they're not themselves when they're talking on the chat in Minecraft. They play a character like they're playing an oh, NPC. Oh, okay, gotcha. So let's say your character is a farmer and yeah. my character is a bartender, and your character goes to the bar and I go, "Hey, Timmy, how's it going today?" You know, and then like goes from there. So it's just role playing is becoming. Not role play in the sexual way. Role playing is like I'm an actor, uh -huh. right? Or improv, I a guess. Role you playing could say. game, an RPG. Yeah, is becoming more and more acceptable now that people can't do stuff in real life. Yeah. Often, so I think there's a lot of benefits to it, but I do think it some of it works and some of it doesn't. Like everything, mm -hmm. you know, the ASMR stuff. I think that works and helps you fall asleep or makes you feel nice. Like fuck yeah, but if you're like getting off to it and just like oh i like hearing this girl's voice it gets a little weird it gets really weird but they de there's no way that they also don't pander to that audience every now and no then they definitely too. do some of them do yeah. not all of them but also like it's, it's not worse than porn no <laughs> right and no that's pretty fine not at uh, all socially Honestly, accepted -wise. i should feel way grosser after consuming pornography than asmr i think the thing is is when you watch porn 
you you know we all know what we're here to do <laughs> right outside of like you know what we came for outside of all the very awful things that happen in the porn industry let's say you're watching a porn of people who consensually did it right yeah. or like a porn star you know of or whatever you're watching the professional right? grade actresses they know why you're watching mm-hmm. they know why they're getting paid mm-hmm. you know why you're here right everyone's on board so it doesn't feel like dirty it's like yes this is what this is for yeah. asmr is like Maybe it's just like an innocent girl who's like, oh, these videos get a lot of views. Like, I'd like to do this. Yeah. And then you're just there fucking. And that's like a little weird. It's like this girl doesn't want you jacking off to her right now. It but gets strange. The porn star more if it's, you know, in the right situation is like, yeah, I'm doing this for that purpose. Yeah. I think that's where it feels bad. Yeah. And it's just also, like I said, it feels to to touch back on your point to to continue that conversation. You're right. It's not entirely a net negative. There's no way it's entirely a net negative that we have these things that send these little, you know, tingles throughout your head. If it makes sure. you feel good, if it makes you fall asleep. I think a lot of people probably use it for sleep because they're a lot a big one. advertised for yeah. sleeping. That's what it started as, like relaxation, de-stress, sleep. Mm-hmm. At least in the beginning, that's what I saw most of. Yeah. And I think it's still, that still dominates. I think that's mm-hmm. still the thing. One of the, I found a really cool thing that was up my alley because of this too there's also this whole niche section of it called unintentional asmr where it's just random recordings of people talking about whatever the fuck like they just made a random video and there's this one where there was this old english guy and i it would bore you to death but i found it (laughs) very interesting because he's just talking about his philosophy it's like he became the philosopher in this and the way his soft-spoken this resonated in this church that they were in and the way they had the recording set up it just made an unintentional asmr type sounding video because he's a very old guy he's very soft-spoken and very just like i don't know i don't even know how to describe it because i didn't really get the the asmr triggers from that one yeah well I i don't think it does make a lot of sense it's just like feels good or feels right to most people like so i think that's very normal i don't think anyone can explain to you with words why this sound makes them feel good exactly or makes them relax or makes them sleepy so there's something there but i think a lot of it's like past history or like what we associate it with and stuff like that but anyway, sorry, I went off on a little bit of the rabbit hole there talking about my old guy with his Yeah, it philosophy. felt like you just like got lost in his voice I again. Did, I did, you were like, <laughs> I did. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> the video is great. <laughs> but um, no, it's not always entirely in that negative. But I do wonder when we are going to get to that Black Mirror point sure. of people using it as a complete takeover. And yes. we become the wally people you know what i mean i agree we like, become the wally fat people riding around on the little and that's all chairs and that's that's everything there's no actual human interaction because it's unnecessary at that point yeah well i guess what i'm saying is this is still human interaction it's just not in the flesh yeah i think it's the kind of way to go about it but you're right it's scary to get to a point when that's better i guess like ready player one is kind of the world i'm thinking of have you seen that movie i've heard of it pretty much it's a world where like the physical world is pretty shit, uh, except for like the rich elite, pretty much. Um, and everyone lives in these giant apartment complex. Think like, um, you know, like Hong Kong, super tiny rooms, yep. tons of people. So everyone just hangs out in the virtual world where shit's dope and the world's not dying. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's what's important now, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And in that place, it's not like a objective bad that people do this instead. There's not as mm-hmm. it's they t- they talk about it a little bit, but that's not really the point of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but so like I think we need to have a balance. It will be scary though once VR is better than the real world. It's gonna be a little terrifying. It's also like simulation theory shit. You know what I mean? That's kind of the idea. Is like when do we just become Matrix Pod people? Straight where up. we're just always in the system and our minds are just living in different bodies elsewhere. That's better. Now, I also think <sighs> that in order for the human race to evolve to the next to the next level, whatever that may be, whether we're getting intergalactic and stuff, we do need to start, you know, developing AI further and these maybe virtual concepts more for different types of training and different types of totally. human evolution and maybe even combining ourselves a little bit with technology because that's that's really what this starts to feel like like it's mm-hmm. it's really what my post asmr viewing grossness made me think about i was like but for some reason it made me jump to but one day i am gonna have to morph with my technology because we already kind of are we're already our phones 100%. very connected yeah very very much essentially it's a part of us that we could not live without yeah it is ingrained into our body except for the fact that it's not physically attached yeah and essentially that's the next step that's the elon musk Neuralink kind of path i want to do it i i don't know if i want to be the first guy but i'm not opposed <laughs> to it you know uh, i just not being a lab rat but yeah i just think i'm all for that i think it's essentially how we evolve <clears throat> is how we increase the rate of evolution mm-hmm. um but it's just scary knowing that like you know, there's hackers out there yeah. and technology isn't necessarily like the safest uh, thing even now. So I think we have a ways to go, but it's going to happen. Well, in the simulation theory, too, there's always the chance of that AI going wrong and then yeah. using us as like human Literally batteries. the Matrix. Literally yeah. the plot line of the Matrix. I yeah. mean, it's crazy because that say? could kind of happen. I think I don't think we're currently in one or what people say like (laughs) stuff like that no i don't think it's impossible Mm -mm. because i could see it happening in the future so it's like why hasn't it already happened Mm -hmm. but it is a i do think it's a future we're going to get to we're going to become very interlaced with technology we already are it just it when you think of it like ahead it sounds really scary but it's going to happen very slowly and it's been happening very slowly and no one's been scared by it yet yeah. So it's just going to keep on keeping on and keeping on. Like people have, you know, mach- pacemakers in their hearts and machines in their bodies and stuff already, you know, and then your phone is like a different aspect of that. It is getting crazy, crazy, but I don't think anything will ever truly be human interaction for some people. And I don't have a problem. I agree. I don't have a problem with people who don't need that to not have to do that, I guess, unless it would. Maybe a side effect would it would create these really weird or crazy people who do bad things. But yeah, if you're a guy who never wants to go outside and you love living in this VR world, I'm like fuck, go for it, dude. Like whatever. Yeah, I guess it does only become problematic when it creates a psychology that is damaging other people. Yeah. Around you. Yes. If you could fully function in that world, you you have a job in that world. Yeah. You make your money there. Your friends are there essentially the same as this world i don't really see i agree like i wouldn't want to be that guy Mm -hmm. but who am i to say no one should be able to do that yeah 
it's very tough. I don't want I don't want to be the Wally guy in the chair, and I don't think I want society to be that either. But I don't think it ever will be. People who want to be social and still live in the flesh will always do so if they want to, unless it becomes like really way way better, which could kind of fucking happen. Which could happen, and that's at what point is that unhealthy? Like, hmm, I don't know. That's tough. At what point does that become unhealthy? I think it. Yeah. It, Outside the scope of hurting other people, can that be damaging for one's inner self? Because I've noticed times where uh-huh. I get locked into a video game for eight hours a day, most days of the week, right? Where yeah. all I can think about is I want to play that fucking video game. Yeah. Happened to me with League of Legends. Um, yeah, you hear the theme music when nothing's playing. Just happened, <laughs> it just happened to me in class. I would hear like the Legend of Zelda theme and I'd be like, what the fuck's going on? Look around. I'm like, like like I'm like oh god like fuck yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with me yeah but I get in that mode and I don't feel good per se well I'm not saying that's gonna be everybody of course this is my own personal experience but I don't know there's something maybe because it's just too much screen time and it making my eyes feel like they're gonna bleed or Maybe because when I'm in that state, even though I am technically interacting with other people, it doesn't necessarily feel like I'm interacting with other people. It doesn't satisfy that for you? No, not really. It doesn't feel like I'm actually socializing. It doesn't feel like I'm there. And you do have me thinking now, though, we are so quick to judge just in general. Of course, we're so quick to judge as human beings, but, you know... That oh that's not healthy. He likes to, this guy likes to spend all his time in his room or anything like that. But maybe it's just not for me. I, I, I don't know what type of psychological damage that does though. Is there a point where you need to interact with other human beings, or mm. can you make it without ever you know? Can we get to a point where we don't have to interact with one another and live in the happy, flesh, normal lives in, in the, the flesh? In the flesh, I think human interaction is kind of essential. Yeah. I'm not saying it's completely essential for everyone, but throughout history, it's pretty essential. But I'm, this face-to-face mode doesn't necessarily need to happen. I think I think what I'm getting to is just like, you can have... Okay, you're in VR, right? You mm-hmm. look and you see your hands. I walk up to you. It's literally you, just AI generated by yeah. the technology. And you see video games now. It looks almost real. If you're playing FIFA, people are like, oh, the game's on. Like, they can't tell the difference. So it's imagine that. crazy. We just see each other in the VR world. We hang out. We, we dab each other up. Yeah. Like it's regular. We go play soccer. Yeah. In VR. It might get to the point where it still satisfies that. And it's different for everyone. Like I agree. I don't think we're kind of people who that would ever do it all. Yeah. And I'm a huge gamer, but like I still have to go out sometimes, you know? Like, yeah. I just think it's getting to a point. So I don't think to start off, like I, I think the interaction is important. I mm-hmm. just think it's going to be possible to get that through VR or gaming or however it may be done or even just you saw zoom and stuff like we kind of we we figured it out if we can't see each other in person we can still get that fixed we did it for a year and a half and it felt so shitty by the end of it to me i can't i can't describe why and again i'm not saying that oh if you thrive in this environment that's unhealthy again who am i the judge of course not but for me i just felt there was something lacking there well it's limited you can't do everything i can't if we're on a Zoom call, I can't really show you and interact fully. 
So what I'm saying we is... We started this podcast on Zoom, and mm-hmm. then our first recording session together in person, we went, holy shit. Way better. How the fuck were we even trying <laughs> to do this digitally? Totally. But some some podcasts I know that switched to Zoom aren't switching back. Wow. My favorite D&D podcast, shout out NADPOD, uh, not another D&D podcast, they are sticking with Zoom because it they can record separately and the, there's no crossover with the voices and mm. stuff. And they don't feel any loss in the quality. Yeah. I, I agree it didn't work for us. But I guess what I'm saying is we could create an environment where it will feel like this. Imagine mm-hmm. this whole scenario, but VR. Mm-hmm. We have the headset on, but it looks like we're sitting here in the chairs and we're hanging out. Because it does. They have that mode yes. where you're watching Netflix in yes. this crazy house built up in the Alps yep. with an amazing living room, a surround sound, a giant, and it actually looks like you're watching it on a giant screen TV. Totally. It looks way bigger than the, if you have a shitty little TV in your room, watching Netflix on the VR is 10 times better than watching Netflix in your actual house. Yes. Yeah. It's better than any TV I think we have, honestly. For sure. It's like an so, in-home theater. Yes. Like it's, they it's literally awesome. give you an in-home theater. So I do think that's scary. Or like at first it seems scary, but I don't think it's necessarily bad. But I, it's just that we will. It's gonna get so good. Where when do we opt for that? Because like, which part of me so inherently wants to say that's a net negative? Like again, I'm trying yeah. to think about it more so I don't say stupid shit just off the top of my head. But no, that I to mean, me what do you? Sound, it sounds that's what dangerous. everyone. That's what everyone's thinking. But yeah. I'm trying to break it down. Why? And I can't really say why. I can't either. That's the thing. And I don't think anybody else can. Also, because maybe it's not. Maybe it is. I think actually, it's going to end up being a more positive thing. If it's done right, it will be. If you're not, it's just like when people don't interact with real humans, mm-hmm. bad things happen typically, mm-hmm. right? Um, people who are isolated from communities or like ostracized or like you know left alone like it's not good for development like we need other people yeah i just think there's a way to check all those boxes uh, and not necessarily have to be there in the flesh for people Mm -hmm. who maybe live in an area where you know you live in a country where you know it's like uh illegal to be gay right so you go and you live out your full life as you would want to in this virtual world because you can't in the country you live at and where you're stuck yeah, that's the idea with Ready Player One. Is that he, this kid lives in the shitty apartment, but in the VR world, he goes and flies around and goes to the club and gets drinks with his friends and shit. And blah 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 blah. Yeah. So it is. It I totally agree. It seems very odd, but I think it would help a lot of people. And I think those who don't like it will never do it. Yeah, and we're touching on a lot of the Black Mirror plot points too. Like honestly, I think unintentionally, there's that one Black Mirror episode in the more recent season where the two guys are the video game characters uh-huh. and they figure out that having sex with the video game characters is way better than it is in real life. Yeah. Then there's also an older one, the San Junipero, where it's like the only positive Black Mirror ending. I was going to touch on, uh, I'll touch on the positive one first because I was going to say, I think a reason a lot of us are scared is we are constantly shown stories of, fake stories, fictional stories of, Oh, when we lose human connection or when the technology takes over, just a bunch of bad shit is going to happen. Yeah. Chaos is going to break out. But then there's that San Junipero episode where it's literally allowing old people and terminal people to Mm -hmm. live out this crazy, awesome life in this simulated world that feels super real. And the whole ending that you find out, I'm not going to spoil it, actually. But it's old. Spoil it. It's old as shit. She, uh... 
you watch this like love story between these two women develop and you figure out that one of them is an old quadriplegic and the reason she was a quadriplegic is she was like kicked out of her house for being gay and then couldn't actually live life because she got in a car accident because she was so emotionally upset that night. And then when this technology came out, it gave her the opportunity yeah. to live the life that she always wanted to live. Beautiful. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. Yeah. It's, 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 I appreciated Black Mirror for taking at least one that didn't end like totally. absolute dog shit. Because yeah. the rest of them end in absolute hell. For the most part, yeah. <laughs> I think that's massive. And I think for people like that, that's what it's for. Yeah. When we talk about the furry stuff, same kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. That you, mm. you don't feel comfortable in your own skin because of where you are, because of your family, because of whatever. I think the dangerous thing is that I want everyone to be comfortable as who they are in their own skin. Mm -hmm. And having this opt-out means you never have to gain or learn that. Mm -hmm. So if you don't feel confident and you think you're ugly or whatever, instead of trying to you know build that confidence in whatever way that might may be and overcome those problems, your opt-out is, uh, well, I could go outside or I could just go in the VR world and edit my body to make myself super hot. Yeah, And it, it, it might be damaging to people's self-esteem and stuff like that. And how they are in the real world. And every VR kind of movie down to Spy Kids 3, like you see that as the case. It's like all these people are afraid to show them their real selves because they think they're going to be judged. Right? Because, oh, I don't look like this or I have this scar. I think that's Ready Player One. Mm -hmm. So Shout out to Spy Kids 3, though. Yes, yeah, it's a great, great fucking movie. <laughs> Spy Kids 3D, excuse me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you see like really random celebrities scattered throughout the Spy Kids movies. George Lopez is in all of them. Danny Trejo is in all of them. <laughs> like, yeah, it's awesome. It's so Antonio cool Antonio Banderas, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. He plays the bad guy in the first one or all of them maybe? I don't know. I think he's the dad. Oh, he is. That's George right. Lopez is the bad guy. George Lopez is the bad guy in 3D. Yes. That's right. And then there's that weird white guy with the thumbs in the first one that's the... yeah. The he's he's kind of like a Pee Wee Herman looking motherfucker in the first yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great series, honestly. The second one with the dinosaurs or whatever kind yeah, of thing. Pretty super cool. nostalgic. They were, it was it was fun. It was a fun series. Very fun. Yeah. So all those touch on those same topics, but I I, I agree. Like in that case, mm -hmm. in the San Junipero Black Mirror, that's awesome. And even in the the other one where the guys play essentially like street fighter and they end up fucking mm -hmm. it's not really that's a good ending it's it's not a bad one for and sure i love that episode because it's multifaceted it's like mm -hmm. about the vr experience and the vr world it's also about like uh different kinds of relationships right where yeah. i guess they have they're unsure they meet each other and they're like are we gay now or do we just like it in the vr and they like try mm -hmm. to hook up and can't and then they're like, I guess it's just in the VR world, but they're married, right? Yeah. But then now they have a thing with their marriage that for one night of the month or whatever on their birthday, I forget what it is, like once a year, yeah, the one guy gets to go in the VR world and fuck and the and the the wife gets to go out for the night and be single for one night. And it like is an improvement in their relationship. And so I love the idea of like these non um basic or like constructed societal like relationship as well it's a really that's one of my favorite episodes ever because there's it's layers a good episode it's really and really good. i think that's a happy ending too and yeah. the, off top those are the only two i can think of that are happy endings like i said the rest of them are absolute shit shows like the rest yeah. of them everything goes to hell so why are the good ones about people 
finding you know new aspects of their life in virtual reality it's and kind new of aspects crazy. of their relationship and i do like yeah. the point that you had made because i think quite frequently that it is kind of important for us to start maybe breaking the mold of what we consider average human relationships and totally. normative human relationships oh, massive um i could go on probably a whole episode about how i feel it's very odd to me that we feel the only way for children to be raised in society is within a romantic or domestic partnership. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like the classic American household, yeah. monogamy, the, the whole thing. I think it actually leads to a lot of stickiness a lot of the time because love is never perfect. A lot of relationships mm-hmm. aren't perfect at all. A lot of them end up failing yeah. for you know, I'm not going to try and sit down and dive into the reason that that happens right now. It happens, we could man. someday, but it, it's, we'd be foolish to say it doesn't happen. Yeah. It I, does, but it's weird because, like, we trust schools and people, generally people who are romantically involved, unless it's, like, you know, a, a, a single person maybe adopting um, there are, of course, outside the norm. Yeah. But the normal At least is here within, in the States, that's what you're usually seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Is, I, I will say it's it's tough. I'd say I think that my two points on this would be kind of the one is it's ingrained in us, right? Yeah. And so it's what everyone believes works. Mm-hmm. And so when it's not perfect, mm-hmm. people immediately feel inferior. Yeah. I go, why aren't my parents happy? Why do I only have one dad and no mom? And why do you have, right? It makes you automatically feel like you're less because this is the standard. Yeah. So maybe that's why it's detrimental because there is this standard or the subjective, like, this is what a perfect family is. And if you don't have it, you're lesser. Uh-huh. So maybe that's why it's bad. Because a lot of times, kids who only grow up with one parent in the household, it's a tougher situation. Like, not always, but for the most part, it's usually rougher for the kid, right? Mm-hmm. And worse things happen. There's a lot of stats and stuff about that. Because being alone is sticky yeah. as well. And being a kid going through divorce, very difficult, like, yeah. of course. Um, so I think one argument is that it's because you're being told your family, your situation isn't good mm-hmm. because this is what's important. Or is it that, I, and I'm not saying I think either of these are true. I don't know. But I think the other one would be that this family grouping or family style or whatever that we've constructed, mm-hmm. the reason why we've constructed it mm-hmm. is because we think it works and it does work. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't work, you see all these bad things happen. When you see families that don't have a father figure, yeah. there's bad things that happen. When you see families that aren't like this, there's downsides to it. And so is it because the family model works? Yeah. Or is it because the family model is what we've decided works and so people feel inferior? I don't know. So imagine this. and There, there, there have been comedy plot lines uh, uh-huh. based on this but i'm actually saying it in in all seriousness like if you and i two people who are good friends both respectively straight and have no romantic interest <laughs> oh, in one we're another having a kid decide to raise a child together <laughs> you know what i mean people would be like are you out of your fucking minds what yeah. is wrong with you you can't totally. do that but why not why why, not? why couldn't we make that work i i don't i think we could and i think in that sense that's where i lean towards the it's because it's only like this because of the, like the what we believe yeah. is how it's supposed to work. Yeah. Um. And you see kids who are raised by a single mom who are adopted, like you're saying, mm-hmm. work out or like platonic people who have a kid together happens. Yeah. And it, they it works out well. Yeah. Uh. 
so it, I really think it's not about like the actual like you need to have one dad and one mom and yeah you know whatever this 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 I don't think it's that rigid. I think the idea of like having a good family unit is important. Yeah. But the makeup of that, I think, can be whatever. It can be whatever it is. Yeah. And I that's why I, I didn't want to make it like mom and dad. I said it's just normative for it to be within a romantic relationship. Totally. Totally. It's very normative for it but, to be in a romantic relationship. But there relationship. are in history cultures who, you know, like, uh, you know, they say a child is raised by the village mm-hmm. or something like that, the tribe, mm-hmm. um, where that's been the case, where like a kid is born of whatever. Mm-hmm parent but they're not really like this is my mom this is my dad it's like you're just one of the kids the tribe is the family yeah there's um going back to that there's this um culture it was like made up in like a story but it was like there's a bunch of kids and they're all just the youngins they just Mm -hmm. all the kids are youngins and there's a bunch of adults and they just all generally take care of the youngins gotcha and they just do each of their roles. So there's like some adults who are in charge of making sure they go to bed. Some adults are in charge of feeding them. Some adults are in charge of playing with them and everyone contributes. Like Mm -hmm. you said, like a school and it would just be like, you have your teacher at school, Uh you have the guy you practice your coach. Right. And then Mm -hmm. you go home and you have the people you make sure they feed you. And then people who make sure you go to bed or stuff like that. Mm It's just we're very stuck in this, like, classic family style. I don't know. We are. Maybe because we feel like it's more natural. I I, I think it's just what it's been happening for so long. Yeah. And it's been happening for so, so long that I feel like it's almost evolutionarily maybe starting to get in there. Because I, I don't know, but it's been going on for a while. I don't yeah. think it could be. I think it could be broken, though, for sure. I think mm. there's many ways to do it. Well... Imagine now that we all become the tribe that are raising the youngins because we take that concept of using technology to change what a human relationship can mean. Taking VR, right? The whole point of that Black Mirror episode Mm. is redefining relationships, maybe making healthier improvements through net positives in technological developments. And we apply that to where maybe it would be healthy. Maybe we can balance kids being connected with traditional nature and inner balance and old Eastern teachings like I've been a part of and, you know, finding like meditation and stuff, but then using some of that VR to redefine how we raise kids, to redefine how they absorb information because they're just little sponges. Mm. So if we have now, that actually sounds like it could develop into dystopia though because then who's in charge of what's being put into the fucking VR that's raising the kids? Totally, and that's the thing where... The current idea with the family household is that each family or parents have the right, essentially, to teach and raise their kids however they like. However they please. If it's one tribe or one world order, (laughs) every kid is raised the same. Yeah. Or pretty much the same. And I think the diversity of thought and the diversity of people are raised is good for a lot of things. It's bad for a lot of things as well. Yeah. Um, So it's tough. I just think... I wouldn't want it to be like that, where it's like all the thousands of children, like all sleep in this warehouse. You have your VR school now, children, yeah. where you all learn the same things, I, not taught by a human being, taught by a program. Totally. I think the VR thing is a little separate. I think I think just the idea of redefining what a family is mm-hmm. and like American family values, um, it's something I would say the right is actually very scared of. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people on the left are starting to introduce that idea that like... We don't need to have these traditional, the American family, you know, like you yeah. see in the, the commercials. 
Um, I don't see why people shouldn't be allowed to do it how they want. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. if you want to have the basic ass family, do it. If you don't, that's fine too. Uh, but I don't think having like all American children to just be like raised exactly the same is a good thing off top. I, no, I would say not. like, I'd be okay with like a, maybe a small grouping, you know, like a group of like 30 kids or something. Mm-hmm. What's that different than the Duggar family that has like 18 kids and they're all Mormons, right? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Like, I, I think there's a, you don't want to have like a whole society mm-hmm. run by these people, but like, I think it, there should be options. It shouldn't just have to be this standard family. Yeah. I do think what you're saying when typically people are romantically involved who then have kids, mm-hmm. typically romantic relationships become more, you know, have, they're more volatile, like they're more intense or more emotional, obviously. Yeah. So there's, I think, sometimes easier chances for things to go wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that would necessarily be true or not, but I feel like it's easier to maintain a friendship than it is a like way easier relationship easier like to come that. across decision making just all the time but also maybe ma- not though but maybe not maybe because with a friend you might not have as much tolerance if it's your wife or whoever the fuck mm-hmm. maybe you concede and maybe you suck it up and go you know what we are going to work this thing out because mm-hmm. i'm that dedicated to you mm-hmm. and maybe if it was just a friend like let's say we had our kid and we argued about uh like I don't know what school we wanted them to go to. Mm-hmm. And you were super dead set. And I was super dead set. Like I'm super 100%. dead set on public. You're super dead set on private. Right? I Like we would come to a resolution because we're good friends. But if yeah. we were just kind of like, okay, friends, it might just be like, no, fuck you. But if someone you really care about, you go, all right, if this is going to make it or break it, then fine. Like they yeah. can go to public school. It's tough. Raising a kid, raising a human being is hard too. Because like you said, everyone's just so different everyone has such a different idea of how human beings yeah. should behave and, no and one has really an idea of how it's supposed to go yeah and i think a lot of relationships i don't know i'm not old enough i feel like really to know but i feel like relationships sometimes flop because of that it's because people have different ideas on how they want to raise their kids mm-hmm. and if you essentially a relationship you agree to this is how we're gonna do it and i could see almost in a not even like in a purposeful way but almost like a it would kind of cause backstabbing or stuff like this Mm -hmm. like i'm watching this show uh mr in between and it's a divorced couple who have a kid Mm -hmm. and the kid asks the the dad like oh is like santa real and he's like uh no he's like is jesus real and he's like maybe (laughs) like kinda and then she's like what about unicorns unicorns are my favorite and he's like all right, yeah, unicorns are real. And then she goes to the mom, and she's like, we're raising her in a Christian household, and you told her Santa's not real, Jesus is not real, but unicorns are real. <laughs> like, that's a rift. I guess that's maybe why they're divorced in the, in the show. But, yeah. like, imagine, you know, like, you just, even if they were together, that's going to cause problems. Yeah. You have to really be on that same page. Or if you're not on the same page, allow that to happen, allow to take those ups and downs. I don't know, man. I don't know how to have a good relationship and a child. That sounds hard. I don't, either. I don't, even, I don't even know how to have a good relationship with without the people. kids. Without the kids, because it's like <laughs> yeah. it is. It's difficult. It, it, like we said, there we have these uh, a traditional ideas 
of how relationships are supposed to go. And then B, we also have our own preconceived notion about how things are supposed to be mm-hmm. in a relationship mm-hmm. that nine times out of 10, nobody can live up to no, those never, preconceived never. notions. Yeah. And if you're good at accepting that, then you're probably good within a relationship. But if you're bad at accepting that, which to me, general observation, not speaking specifically on any one person or demographic, but a lot of people tend to be bad at that. A lot of the people that are here in our age grouping and even older, like it, it just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. They just have this like e- either poor communication or they just didn't it's think kind about of it. My way the or the highway as yeah. well. I think part of it though is like, if you really care about the other person, you will concede. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is where it kind of falls in line. If you don't, if you're really How not that invested. can one person take though? Totally agree, <laughs> right? And I also believe... That's like after you're together. Yeah. I'm a believer of kind of like, at least when you're finding a relationship or starting a relationship, like you shouldn't be trying to like change the other person. Like you want, you don't want to like fix them or make them different. You want to find someone who already as they are, are pretty aligned with you and work out. And maybe there's a couple little things that you can tweak later down the line. Mm Mm-hmm that are tiny and specific as they come up. Like introducing a hall pass night where I get to go virtually have sex with my friend who's also (laughs) in the virtual world and you get to go out and live your single best life for a night a year. Totally. And like that wasn't something they thought of when they got together. Yeah. But they're this deep now and they go, all right, either we completely divorce and Mm -hmm. all this is over and now our kid has all this trouble or we just make this tweak Mm -hmm. and things move on and we're both happy, you Mm -hmm. know? It's about like, I don't know, being willing to have that happen. But mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't. And a lot of relationships are one-sided where one person will concede and the other person won't. Mm-hmm. And that will cause a lot of issues. You know, I've, I've seen that happen both ways with so many people where it's like mm-hmm. one person's way more invested than the other. And so they're willing to yeah, take concessions. Okay, we'll do it your way. And then, yeah, you can't take it forever. Yeah, And then you get fed up and then it all blows up. And maybe that takes <laughs> 10 years and maybe you have a kid then. And Yeah. So. It just seems to get very sticky. Very sticky. Maybe maybe I'll do the whole just stay single and just like adopt a kid. That sounds fire. It does. That's sounds kind of cool. See, it's the only way because I personally like do a lot not of want children at all. At I the moment. I don't want to adopt. Sure. At the moment. <laughs> That's what everybody tells me. Hey, sure. we're, it's on record now. <laughs> Matt's going to have a kid one day. Um... I don't think so. Whether but... you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like maybe that will be a concession. Yeah. Maybe you find the best person for you, but their thing is they've always wanted to have kids. Yeah. And that's a big concession, of course. And you'd have to very much understand that and not be bitter or hold it as a grudge. Yeah. But if you felt like it was adequately worth it. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you would do it. I don't know. Yeah, I I would possible. I would feel that way about anything. Having a kid is one of the biggest one of those things, but that could be like I really like this person, but they have to live in this city, and I don't really want to live there. But I like them or love them this much that okay, I'll I'll do it. Yeah, you know, that's much down the road. Mm -hmm. We're young enough now. We're like, we don't need to be making those concessions. Yeah, I don't think. No, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah, that we will. That hey, we will. I think we should do something. We should uh, ASMR <laughs> role play us deciding where our kid's going to go to school. 
There's a ASMR get involved in that. Uh, we're just gonna whisper. That's all. Okay, what, we're what gonna, I mean, really. We're, we're, okay, so the kid is in the other this room. This is actually gonna be like triggering rather than like pleasurable. It's gonna be like parents <laughs> arguing. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's do it. Yeah, this is like um, you hear your parents talking <laughs> in the other room behind the door. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is gonna be hard. I'm not good at this. It's gonna be difficult, but we can try it. Okay. Wait, hold on. Let me do like scratches on the mic. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Career Podcasters ASMR role playing to combine everything we've talked about this episode. <laughs> our microphones aren't like good enough quality. No, not at all. Sorry, our microphones aren't good enough quality for this. We don't even do stereo settings, I don't think. Yeah, we do. Just kidding. So, where's Johnny going to go to school? Well, hold on. Let me turn the volume up for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think Johnny should go to, to private school so he can learn the values of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to be raising another religious nut in society because, you know, there's really one of two ways that that could go. Yeah, you're really raising your voice here. <laughs> Relax, okay. Johnny, Johnny's in the other room. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, 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 hearing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's really one of two ways that, that could go. He could either go through Catholic school and completely disregard all of the values because of how much he hates it. Yeah, that's or, what we did. Exactly. <laughs> or he could go the exact opposite way and take all of it as gospel and become one of those people that we talk a lot of shit about. And then our son's a priest. Oh my God! See, that would be—I I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. I feel like public school is definitely the best route. We live in an area with somewhat decent public schools, with adequate funding, and I think that wow, we're pretty fortunate. Huh? <laughs> Why does your ASMR voice sound like you're trying to whisper as Batman? I—I I feel like because I'm trying to get it picked up. Our Batman. <laughs> Where are the other jokes going, Alex? <laughs> Okay, okay. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry for everyone listening. But that, that may or may not be included. Oh, that was very funny. No, we're leaving that in. We're leaving that in. You can skip it if you want. We'll put a disclaimer. Um, I just thought it was very funny. We went from like ASMR to like talking about how to like raise a child. And I was like, these things have nothing to do with each other. Let's put them together. Let's put it together. <laughs> I think well, Johnny's going to be okay. I think it did. I actually think the whole, the, the, the tie into the conversation, I actually, um, dig, I think Johnny's going to be okay too. I think we're doing a fantastic job raising our family off of our career podcast income. Obviously, we live in a pretty affluent area with great public school system. So yeah, we're yeah. doing pretty well. We're somewhere, we're somewhere in, in Massachusetts or sure. Is it Delaware? I don't know. I was just looking at who had the best schooling systems in the country. Probably one of those. Right now, if we were in California, we'd be far from it. <laughs> Depends on where you live in California. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't say generally it's the best. I think the worst is probably like West Virginia or something like that. Oh, yeah. Maybe like Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we won't be going there. <laughs> no, no offense to them. Yeah. But the whole thing with... Um, ASMR, we ended up getting on that relationship tangent. Mm, it's like how and, we're going to raise these kids. Yeah, how we're going to, well, and even with the Black Mirror episodes, what got us on that tangent of redefining relationships through technology, 
the whole yeah. ASMR virtual reality talk was how we are beginning to start to redefine our relationships with people completely. Yeah. Um, Technology is going to be some... increasingly a part of that. Yeah, it's it's it already has. Mm -hmm. uh, I, Tinder. I, I've definitely talked about it before. Yeah, Tinder, number one, that, that thing's crazy. But even past sexual and romantic relationships, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it's still... Um, is a new type of relationship where someone that you care about, you can just get in contact with them immediately and you expect to be able to get in contact with them immediately. True. That That's a small technological Oof, uh, the whole like The whole like, oh, my partner didn't text me back right away. Where oh are they? What's wrong? God, I'm going to track dude. them. Yeah. Couldn't be me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Couldn't be me, man. <laughs> if you're if listening to if this. I if I don't get text. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, but that's a a lot of people deal with that expectation, yeah. and some people enjoy it. Some people want to feel that attached. I find it not necessarily, but often a little codependent. Not really what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, but now that's an expectation. That's a normal thing. Yeah. You don't. You should share your location with me all the time. Yeah. Like I need to know where you're at. Whether something happens to you. Yeah. Whether you know about it or not, something still happened to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're going to find out eventually. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> but it, it, it's just like, dude, it's <laughs> it's dangerous. It's scary because now, yeah, we're much closer. I mean, people have like Discord girlfriends and shit who yeah. they – or relationships they've never met each other. They live across the globe. And so there's great positives to it as well. So now those kids in the fifth grade, remember when we used to like, you know – hear kids being like, yeah, I have a girlfriend who lives in Canada that you'll just yeah. never get to meet because I know her and you don't. We met on vacation and we're totally dating. Yeah, we Skype all the time. We're totally there. Now, those girlfriends probably exist. Now, oh, it's do. not probably a lie anymore. <laughs> I would totally believe it. And hey, you might be getting catfished though as well. Also true. Which is a very real and scary thing. A lot of people get deeply catfished. It's it's really sad. If you ever watch that show, yeah, it is, it's sad. It's because these people... Because there's... Oh, and and also like they're really invested in the other person. Yeah. Um. And sometimes it's because they don't think they would accept them because they didn't think they were hot enough and stuff like that. And sometimes they're right. Once they meet them, like, yo, this has been the real me the whole time. I just was scared to show my face. Yeah. Because I thought you would break up with me. And they go, yeah, you're right. You are ugly and like leave. Yeah. There's one really crazy one where it's like the sister of the guy the whole time is like super nuts. It's like, cause you, what? she was like, cause you were a dickhead and threw away my favorite, like so top. She created this persona to make this guy fall in love revenge. with someone, and then just to have him heartbroken, being like, this person doesn't fucking exist. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't. That's not the exact episode, but something like wow. that. But so there's totally tons of pros and cons, right? But I, it just would be, I, I think it's just finding and using it in the best way and avoiding getting catfished, avoiding. You know, like not great relationships, you know, but, you know, sometimes if you are really lonely, you get pushed you to that extreme. you love me, Alex, you send me money and mini fridge. <laughs> yes, exactly, dude. Like there's going to be so much of that. And that's when I'm like, whoa, do yeah. I? But if that was my girlfriend in person and she said, hey, can I have 500 bucks in a mini fridge? Maybe I do it. So is that really different? I don't know. I probably, no. Not, if they sure. actually care about you. Then, like, you know, like, you can meet someone in person and they can lie to your face and, you know, pretend to love you. Yeah. Same thing can happen online. So I really don't think it's too much different. 
It's almost worse when it happens in person. Yeah. I feel like if it was it's online, I would go online. into it expecting it to play out that way. Yeah. When you're in person, you're like, oh, maybe there's a genuine connection here. Maybe it was built on something really yeah. true. Because you and, think you can read it typically. I think the idea yeah. is when you're in person, like, oh, I could, I would know if they're lying. I'd pick up on the signs. A lot of people don't. It happens all the fucking time. So I don't think it's really been makes there. a difference. Yeah. Been it's there. a real thing, dude. So I don't think it being online or offline really makes a difference in that sense. It's yeah. just like the stigma around it. If it's online, you assume they're getting played. If it's in person, you assume it's real. But... It can happen both ways very, very easily. And so easily. kids are going to have to learn how to navigate that as equal now. Oh, man, that's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. So, yeah, they're always – both can always be true. This, this technology redefining relationships, changing relationships, changing how we interact with people – Mm-hmm. interacting or and making us feel like do we need people do we not need people there are going to be positives and negatives the question is is i think what uh i wanted to ask earlier we went off on a bunch of tangents but honing it back to that is it bad that we're is it natural that we're getting this far separated from quote unquote nature is that just mm. natural for humans or are we separating ourselves from what nature intended for us that's 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 what i try Uh, to think about that's like the weird thing and is that detrimental right like maybe i feel unhealthy when i play eight hours of video games for an entire weekend because i'm like i haven't seen the sun i need that yeah yeah, exactly just based on what we evolved if we take ourselves away from that nature is that gonna gonna be problematic are we gonna lose something are we gonna lose part of our humanity or is that gonna I don't think if you lose part of your humanity, it could be unhealthy, yeah. right? But I think we have ways to artificially do that now. Yeah. And I really believe the implemented technology is just our future of evolution. Yeah. Seems like we've kind of capped out evolutionarily, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, stuff is still happening, but evolution takes so, so long that at the rate we're expanding and the rate we're destroying our own planet that we need to move quicker. We need to become more advanced. Um, and We're so it'd destroying be nature anyways. Yeah. So I, I don't think, I think this whole like closer to nature is, I find it kind of vague. I don't really know what that means. I agree. Like I you either. need the sun, but you really just need vitamin D and you can just take a vitamin D pill every day. You like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there are some things that are necessary, but I think they can all be recreated. I genuinely believe a human could live entirely in the VR world yeah, and be genuinely happy, be maybe not the healthiest, but somewhat healthy. You know, you have a treadmill or a Peloton or whatever in your room and you live in this VR world, you work out there, you have a job in there where you actually do stuff. I think it, I think it could happen fine. And I don't think that's, I don't know how, what makes that not natural. If natural is like, it's not trees and flowers. Like what is, yeah. And that's what I'm trying if we to... we can create this naturally, yeah. if we found these resources naturally and used our brains to develop these things, I don't see why that's That's different. always my struggle because everyone's always like, oh, get more in touch with... It was always really vague too. get in touch with nature. What does that become mean? more natural. I don't know because I feel like all these technological progressions and all these ways that we evolve socially now, because yeah. like you said, we've pretty much reached physical peak evolution if i had to guess and not yet i mean if we stay I, around for another hundred thousand years i just, years, I just don't think different. we will i just don't think we will i don't think we will either so we're going to continue to evolve 
technology. We're going to continue to evolve socially. I think that'll mm-hmm. definitely happen. Yeah. And is that nature? Is that? I, I feel like it is. I, I feel, feel like, like that's it is. Just like the course that we were set on. I see. I think when people say you need to go back to nature, relax, it's just more like saying you need to simplify your life a bit. I don't think it's necessarily yeah. about like technology versus nature. It's more like you know, you're working eight hours a week. You got these side projects. You're on your phone. You're doing a lot. You have a lot of stresses. Mm-hmm. Going to nature is more just like going on vacation is kind of yeah. how I view it. And going, okay, I'm going to cut all these things out of my life. I'm going to simplify. But you could do that with technology, you know? Like you could – if going back to nature is like meditating, mm-hmm. sitting around the campfire or whatever, eating more basic food or something like that, you could do that in the VR world, right? Kind of, but I don't think it's the same effect because I feel like your brain is getting stimulated in a different way. But if if is we if we create a technology that was so advanced that it felt identical, I would assume it would trigger everything the same in the brain. And we're on that path. Like we, you we said definitely are. earlier, definitely are. I mean, we're at the point where we see fucking video games and we're like, oh, the NBA game's on tonight. And yeah. like, no, this is a 2K22. It's a simulation. Yeah. yeah. And it's a better game than what's on TV. It's crazy. So I, I think it can be done i agree there's something to going back to nature whatever that means but really like it doesn't work that way you know like if we wanted to go if we wanted to de-evolve and go back and like live simply then we're cavemen like killing each other over berries and stuff and we're hunting it like like i don't there's been great things to happen because of the way that we've evolved Totally. And Life I is a lot better now. <laughs> and I agree, like, for some people, not everyone, it's nice to go out into the forest. I love camping and stuff like it's that. It's like one of my favorite things to do when we go up to your cabin and just yeah. no cell reception. Just do nothing. Barely anything. Just, yeah. Totally. Sit around. But, and... you know, we could, we're getting to the point where we could do that in the VR world. Or we could just do that experience. I that wonder if that would ways. have the same effect, if it would redefine what our nature is. So here's an example. During quarantine, especially at the beginning, we played a game called Stardew Valley, where the three of us, me, Matt, and our friend Jack, lived on a farm, and all you do is farm and talk to the townsfolk and get married make money and, and hang out and have a kid, have pets. That's all you do. There's no... Well, you could kill, like, slimes. There's a little yeah. bit of, like, dungeon battle stuff, but very minimal. It's like Animal Crossing, which was the big hit in quarantine as well, Yeah, where you just fishing and catching bugs fishing was my favorite part of stardew valley too. yes you all you did was fish yeah. and it was really fun and yeah. the three of us hung out like we were at the cabin you could go to the bar you could play that video game the junimo kart junimo kart that's what it's called yeah if you guys play stardew valley great great game good wreck of the week check out stardew valley it's i would a definitely phenomenal say. game i love really good game all those games uh animal crossing harvest moon was an old one terraria is similar terraria is way more action-packed yeah but it's same. Minecraft as well is where you just live and you just create your world and relax. Yeah. It's not, you know, I'm a, there's not goals, really. There's not missions or anything like that. Maybe there's a little bit. Yeah. But you can also play it and ignore. I remember I knew someone who played Terraria. And Terraria has a story mode in missions where you fight creatures. And they're like, oh, I just like run around and fly and build stuff. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. And so I don't see that as being too – I get the same type of relaxation – doing that as i do going to the cabin yes in a lesser form yeah but it's the same feeling it's like the world slows down i got i'm not thinking about anything else mm-hmm. i'm just doing these mundane tasks with my friends and hanging out mm-hmm. and i think we'll get to a point where we can experience that on such a similar level to reality 
Yeah, and honestly, I we are also naturally scared or scared because of like change. Yeah. Obviously, we're we're all a little resistant to change. Um, but I don't I don't see how that sounds like a negative thing. Sounds kind of cool. It kind of does. It sounds like it actually might be kind of beneficial. And who knows, maybe some Black Mirror positive stuff will happen where we start to get redefining our relationships with one another. Kings get worked out. We start communicating more honestly, a little bit more free of ego, a little bit more free of judgment because and now what other people are thinking of us physical things wouldn't mean anything because you could look however you want stuff that's more plastic or just an outside won't really matter yeah. i think the great example is you said that woman was a quadriplegic people who otherwise would have no life can now live a full life yeah you know that's Neuralink. that's vr that's all those things is like they now can have a new lease on life and who am i to take that i'm not taking that away from them right yeah um, it will get scary when people will opt for that over regular in-person life. Yeah. But I think the real reason would not be because the VR is getting so good, partially, but it's that regular life outside of it's so shitty. If, Do you if, think we're going to see that point in our lifetime? I think for some people. I don't think it's going to be widespread. I don't yeah. think we're going to be like Ready Player One where like everyone's just living in a VR world, but... I think you're going to see a lot of people just like opt for that. Do you think we're going to see the world around us start to get shittier than what could be provided for us by VR? Or do you think we'll catch still some of the blissfulness of the natural world, old nature? It'll it'll depend for everyone. I will always want to physically go to my cabin and do those things. Yeah. It is a special thing to me, but I don't think it would be necessarily for everyone. Like I think some people, I mean, if you, if you grow up in the slums, of i don't know in brazil or something and you have nothing and then you get this vr world where it's full body censorship you can go have sex with whoever you want and you can go hang out with whoever you want and you can fly and drive a maserati yeah i would i would want to be in the vr world and it's i don't blame the vr i blame that unfortunately people have bad circumstances in the real world where we're at if we could increase that level yeah people wouldn't need that escapism i would hope well, and that's the question. That's my question now, too, that I just thought of. Does that escapism actually help? Does it actually change anything? I, I think escapism's like, it's. I used. To, I don't know if it's really a good or bad thing. Obviously, it's somewhere in the middle, but I go back and forth. I used to think it was really bad. Like, I used to think if I was doing that, it was like an addiction type thing. Like, I don't want to deal with my problems. I just want to play video games mm-hmm. like how addiction is. I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to just get high and do nothing, mm-hmm. right? And I think in some cases that can be dangerous. But I also think if you are put in a situation that you can't control, that's yeah. awful. Like if you're just born on the streets of Sao Paulo, maybe you need to have this escapism to maintain your mental health, to maintain, you know, okay, not my whole life is shit. So I can relax here, have my escapism, and go back. If I didn't play Dungeons and Dragons in quarantine, I feel like I would have lost my mind. Like that shit saved me for real because I could actually go out of the shitty existence I had, forget about everything. I'm someone else, or you could be you. Our Stardew nights like were really yes. helpful because I was in relative. Obviously, we were just talking about somebody who lives genuinely like you know rough existence but yeah relative to my experience i was in my senior year of college and i was really looking forward to the social aspect of that year yeah 
And for the first two weeks before we started playing Stardew together, I was like, I'm not socializing with anyone. I'm locked in the, I'm just staying in we the were house. In a, we were in and, a depressed state. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And it was crazy. And then like hanging out with you guys in that virtual setting, I was like, I'm getting at least some of that essential social time mm -hmm. that I had planned on for this whole and year. It, it wasn't the same. No. 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 But it was enough to keep me going yeah. pretty much. Like, I swear to God, dude, I would fiend and I could not wait to play my D&D game or play Stardew or something. And if I didn't have it, it would have been much harder to trek along and, and get through it, you know? And I think everyone found that way to work it out. But that's why when that's kind of what changed my opinion on kind of escapism, stuff like that, is sometimes you're just put out of your control in a bad spot. And so you need to find a way to get through it. If you can control the environment, mm -hmm. I would not suggest escaping. I would suggest fixing it, mm -hmm. which is often the case, but it's not always, you know, and sometimes you do need to just have that de-stressor that get out of there and it can be done in a healthy way. It can be. I was going to touch on that. It's, it shouldn't be heroin. Like yeah, your escape. It's, you know, dressing up and doing a funny voice with your buds and yeah. hanging out like that's fine. Doing some ASMR role play with your friend. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to haunt us. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's uh, lots of things with this. It's it's very interesting how conversation in general works because it really is. You could – we could form this where we are very pointed, and we have done it before, where we're, we're pointed. We have something that we know we want to talk about. We stay on topic. But then they're nice where we just kind of want to talk and just see where it goes and see what happens. You literally just like, yeah, I've been watching ASMR videos. And I was like, all right. <laughs> it's so chaotic how, how we communicate with each other. And that's, I think, another yeah. testament to that relationship talk that we were having. The, the way we communicate with one another, it's chaos. Because nothing, uh, I'm not sure which episode of Philosophize this he was talking about this in. But there was a philosopher, I can't, I'll... Get it next episode and maybe retouch on in the beginning of the next episode so that people can actually look it up. But he was saying the fundamental problem with humans and with humanity is that we are in a constant state of simply miscommunicating with one another because mm -hmm. there is no way that the words that come out yeah. of my mouth and the thoughts that I express could be picked up properly. We can't just mind a link. No, not yeah. at all. And it would be so much easier if we could just do that. But also, maybe soon, but I kind of like, I, I really thrive with this chaos of conversation. We've jumped around from topic to topic yeah. to I'm like, yes, let's just talk about this totally. now. This is dope. Oh, we were talking about VR and its effect on people. And that gave us this weird little hint of like, oh, we could redefine relationships. And I was like, that reminds me, I've been thinking, why the fuck do we always raise kids in a romantic relationship? Yeah. And then we just talk about that for I love however that. long, whether it's 10 minutes. And I know we sometimes get the complaint of like, oh, maybe sometimes you guys don't go deep enough on certain things. But sometimes in conversation, you're just like, yeah, man, that we said what we had to say about that. Yeah. And, and if, we if, couldn't go deeper. And if we maybe had more information, then we could go deeper. But yeah. I do like the... Like, let's just take the surface level topic and just like shoot the shit with it and f figure it out as we go along. And that's yeah. what we do. Um, I do think we will. I like having the mix of both. I do, too. We have done very pointed episodes. And I think yeah. we are in the process of planning a bunch of very pointed episodes. Yeah. But I also like this one where we just shoot the shit. Yeah. But it's I would, just fun. It just it's feels fun. natural. It feels like what's coming off. I don't feel like I'm. 
I don't feel like I'm acting or pretending when we do the pointed ones too. I'm giving my genuine thoughts yeah. and stuff on that. But this feels me at my rawest because it's yeah. just whatever the fuck is coming off the top of my head, reacting to God knows what. And is that interesting for people to listen to? I don't give a fuck. I uh, like doing this. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, but this is kind of, I mean, this is what we do anyway. This is like a long car ride conversation. Like, yeah. it's just like, yo, dude, have you ever seen those ASMR videos? And then, boom, yeah. here we are. So, and then we'd have friends that would be like, oh, what the fuck? No way you're watching ASMR videos. Yeah. We'd be like, yeah, I've been kind of into them lately. And then, and then you know, proceed to get roasted for five minutes yeah. and then pitch yeah. it and well, then that's literally, start genuine discussion. Literally what just happened. Yeah. You know, so I, I agree. I think we'll continue to do both. We're going to continue to do them all. Yeah. Uh, I liked what we were going. talking about last night. We were kind of talking about our direction and uh, who my biggest influences are right now just in terms of of art and we were talking about that in that episode would you sell off art and stuff like that and honestly my best direction for life and and i i love that boo bear quote that i gave on the podcast a while ago um go back to like episode seven or eight about no one man's experience can teach you anything just fuck it if you're doing it like and you're creating what you want to create and you're talking about what you want to talk about it at the end of the day it doesn't matter what people are thinking about that it doesn't matter and it's crazy to think that we do judge people so hard based off of these random thoughts that do you know how many times I say things that I don't agree with? <laughs> yeah. All the time. I there's stuff that I would directly disagree with in episodes we did only a couple months ago. Yeah. I was just watching a Tiger Belly where that's another podcast where they were talking about that. Like things we said two years ago in the podcast, I almost exactly disagree with. Yeah. Things that, I said yesterday, or sometimes yes. in the moment where I hear the words come out of my mouth, I'm like I don't actually really think that yeah. way. But. Especially the way we do this where we're just first thing off top and we're <laughs> we're saying it could be this, it could be this, it could be this. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and it's I think it's okay and I think it's really stupid to for anyone to be like, "Oh, you said that you have to stick with it and you yeah. just die on that hill." I'm not dying on the hill for any of these I'm things. I'm not dying on any hill ever. If you came to me and said you're wrong because of XYZ, I'd be like, "Yeah. Sick. Cool." You bet you're right. There are a couple hills I'd die on. There There's are a, few, a few. There are a few hills that I, I would die on. I genuinely... There's some that I would die on, but not ones I wouldn't concede on. Yeah. Like, there's stuff that I believe. Like, yes, this is good. This is bad. Yeah. But if someone said, yeah, this is good, but what about this? It could change my perspective. I, it's, I think it's so important to have an open mind on everything you believe in. And if you're someone who's like, I'm 100% right on this. No way you can tell me different. Like... You're going to have issues and you're not going to grow in life. We're so young. Like my thoughts on everything should and will change. Yeah. And it is a just constant learning process and figuring out somewhat what's entertaining to talk about. And I think more with the art of conversation, it's more making what you're talking about entertaining not yeah. the actual subject matter itself being entertaining. yeah i mean i don't i don't really think about if what we're doing is entertaining or not it's just that we talk about what we'd like to talk about and yeah. we hope you know we do that in an entertaining way and if we don't whatever that's like, true that's true i don't really care because we are doing more entertaining ventures be uh on the lookout Woo! we've talked about it for a while but i think don't, pretty much don't in, tell them don't I'm spoil not, not, no, no 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 i'm not going to but i'm saying hard deadline in the next week and a half you will be seeing actually planned creative content for us on the yeah, youtube channel we're... so please subscribe uh please look out for that we're gonna start doing a whole bunch of different stuff um i today 
just submitted the end of my contracted job. Um, I've been working two jobs um, the last four months or so, and uh, it's been a rough ride. Been trying to juggle uh, the creative project on the side and the uh, actual work stuff for the, for the resume the and money, money makers. Um, one of them wasn't so money making. Um, the one that ended today wasn't so money making, which is a so, good thing. That's why it's done. Yeah. So start expecting a lot more content in terms of the YouTube channel, the podcast. Uh, Alex and I have decided that this is always just Matt and Alex's talking time. If you guys want yeah. to keep listening, by all means, we love you all. Keep listening. But this we're is gonna the start... core. This is the base, but we're going to do everything else around it. Yeah. Like we're just going to keep expanding. Look out for that. Look out for new shows. New Look out YouTube. for guests. We're going to start getting a lot of guests on the podcast. That is one thing that we talked about yep, a lot. Yep. We're going to try and start getting um, some interviews going with some people we know, maybe some people we don't know, some people, if we can land interviews, that would be awesome. Totally. One of my favorite TED Talks is by uh, Nardwar. I was thinking a lot about what we were talking about last night. Alex and I were talking about the direction of the podcast and how you could get interviews and land interviews and stuff. Nardwar's TED Talk is amazing because mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know, Nardwar is this guy who interviews the human mostly, serviette. <laughs> the human serviette. He interviews mostly musicians and mostly rappers, but he'll, he'll deviate from that. I've seen the Mac DeMarco one. Um, oh, it's not even mostly rappers. I mean, he's been doing it for it's like musicians mostly, I should say. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's artists. Mostly, I would yeah. just say generally, yeah. Artists in general. And he interviews them. And his whole shtick is he goes above and beyond to find out really crazy facts about them that really only they would know. Like maybe for us, he'd get us a Lucky 13 shirt because he'd be like, I heard you guys used to hang out at the Lucky 13 bar regularly. Do you know anything about the Lucky 13? And I'd be like, and yo. Be like, How the fuck do you know about Lucky 13? What know? the fuck? That's his whole, his thing. whole thing. But he's got this great TED Talk where he talks about how he initially started landing these interviews with these already extremely famous people who were doing it. And he was like, I asked. <laughs> yeah. You got to shoot your shot, man. I, I, I very much asked. So. Yeah. So we're going to shoot a lot of shots. We're going to miss a lot. We're going to hit hopefully sometimes. And a lot of our episodes are, are going to be misses, but I don't think any, like seriously, no. we've, we've reflected on it. Um, my thoughts have changed. We reflected on some episodes where we don't, we're like, ah, that was a miss. That wasn't our best episode. That wasn't our best content. Honestly, we none don't know that. We don't know that. No. And they're, none of them are misses because you have to shoot. Yeah. So if you didn't have them at all, that's a true miss. It's yeah. not doing it. A miss is missing a post. That's true. So we're going to just keep doing more and more and more and give us feedback on what you like or not. Because like yeah. I just said, we we'll don't listen. really know. Yeah. So let us know what you like. We're having the... Check our Instagram. We're doing the questions thing. We put one on our story tonight. Obviously, that'll uh, be gone tomorrow. So just keep looking out for those as the weeks come. And yep. uh, keep interacting with us. We love hearing from you guys. Most of you are our friends right now. So, you know, hit us up. We miss you. Give us some of that human interaction that we crave, whether it be FaceTime, flesh, you know, in the flesh, uh, on virtual reality, maybe. Tell us video game. how much our ASMR, you know, turned you on or whatever. <laughs> Or if it was disgusting. For the record, it doesn't never turn do me on. It, I haven't been watching it to get sexually charged. I, I go to traditional uh -huh. pornography for that. <laughs> sure, sure. All right. Uh, I think that'll do it. That'll do it. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will be back next week or maybe sooner than that. So Possibly. Till then. Peace.